We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Joined again by the co-owner of Rotoviz, Mr. Sean Siegel. Sean, we had a good show earlier this week. We looked at three wide receivers who we think are big values this year in terms of best ball drafts and teased a couple of players. So um, any of the listeners that haven't gone and listened to that one already, if you want to head back over after you finish up this one, you're able to check out some uh, good conversation on that show. Today, we're going to look a little bit more at best ball. It is best ball season, and I know a lot of our listeners and readers of the site are very interested in what strategies can help them in those scenarios while drafting. So we'll be talking a little bit today about one of the things that maybe people don't uh, always put into the conversation. There's two things that people talk about sometimes in fantasy leagues that they may like to remove, that is defenses and kickers. We talked about kickers a couple of weeks ago and how that's an advantage. Today we're going to be talking about defenses and while those other uh, people playing fantasy are thinking about how to move them out of leagues, you can use uh, a couple of the tips we'll be using on today's show to help you win those leagues. So that'll be coming up uh, in just a moment. We'll also be looking at some of the work that Dave Cabin has done up on the website uh, regarding some of the rookie prospects and how we can uh, look into them uh, for success at the NFL level. So Sean, uh, enjoyed the show earlier this week and I think we have a lot to cover on today's show. Should be should be a good one. We do, and we're going to start off, as you mentioned, with some best ball tips. They're part of the best ball workshop that I write for the site using the fantastic roster construction explorer tools from Mike Beers. Really, I think uh, if there's anything that is just a slam dunk to help you destroy your leagues, these uh, roster construction explorers are that. And then one of the great things about them is it really does provide a lot of insight into how to play redraft leagues as well. But we're going to be talking about a couple things today that basically allow you to put together 
a team that is equivalent to having stars and all you have to do is make some very simple decisions you don't have to pick the right guy like you have to in order to have an actual star on your team at the skill positions and then at the end we'll, we'll move to maybe a little bit more of the, the buzzy info sort of save that as a dessert for the finish where we look at some of these uh, wide receiver prospects heading into a draft that's absolutely loaded with them again so Colin, let's start it out here we're talking about defense with your ffpc best ball team now you alluded to the fact that people don't like defenses don't like kickers and one of the things i love about the ffpc is that they have a format for you there if you want to play without them you can you don't have to go through the process of sitting on the clock and waiting and waiting and waiting for your pick and then realizing okay now this is the pick i have to use on a defense or a kicker in order to make my strategy work if you don't want to do that you can just play the slim format which allows you to just pick skill position players a lot of fun however even though it may seem very you know borderline demoralizing to wait and wait and wait get to your kick your pick and then select a kicker or the Kansas City Chiefs defense I'm gonna suggest that you do do that because it gives just a gigantic advantage so the very first thing that we can look at here is we can just pull up straight defense not look at any other elements to it and we can see that in these 28 round drafts you really do want the three defenses now defenses don't score a lot of points which makes it even more important to have a lot of them for the optimized lineup because when you have three you have three different shots of getting that defensive touchdown getting the kick return getting that game where the other team's offensive line just completely melts down and gives up six or seven sacks you know that type of performance and so what we see here is that if you select three defenses you win at a 9.7 percent rate if you only select two you win at a 7.3 percent right now those are actually huge differences when we're talking about the slim kinds of advantages that you see when you add up a ton of leagues right so this is looking at more than fifty thousand leagues to have that kind of difference really hammers home just how big the difference is and how big the advantage is from doing something very simple which is to take three defenses now you think okay well people probably know that it's such a huge example advantage so they're going to be racing to get that third defense but colin that's not exactly what happens no, and the other thing I was going to mention is like, you know, I, you mentioned there was uh, over 50,000, just short of 52,000 samples in this. There's almost 2,000 of those teams that have only taken one defense for a 2% win rate. So, you know, we're, sometimes when you're playing in these leagues, you can really get an advantage because there's people playing at very, very suboptimal levels from time to time. So those two then, and the two and the three are definitely by far the most popular. Uh, 22,000 for two defenses, 25,000 for three defenses. Uh, and the other one that can give you uh, an extreme level of success is four defenses with just 2,000 people going into that uh, draft strategy for them. So when we look at it, Sean, in terms of you know people making that decision to go, well i don't know if there's a decision to just take one defense but um go going and trying to get uh, three or four in there and um, the big advantage is obviously with best ball put them in there and if there's like you know we do see defensive touchdowns on a regular basis if you have uh, four of those defenses you have a higher percentage of opportunity to have those and that can give you a huge advantage versus uh, the field and particularly those t- defenses with one or two defenses in there when we look at where the defenses uh, tend to be going there's a, a huge 
uh, range in terms of those ADPs and average. If we look at the FFPC ADP and exposures dashboard on the, the website, we can see that uh, the first defense is generally going in the mid 15th round, 1506, and then defense 30 going at the 2706 spot. So a huge room there to try and get yourself three defenses or into the, those four defenses. Um, really, as, as you point out, Sean, in, in the piece, the only way that you get stuck with uh, one, two, uh, one or two defenses is that you're not really trying to, to get any more than that. So when we're deploying the strategy of getting three or four, there is a lot of opportunity to get those three or four defenses. And it's just about strategizing as to where you're going to, to pick those defenses um, and to, to try and you know make sure your priorities are in order versus where we're going. I mentioned this on previous shows when I talk about Sean's draft strategy of kind of formulating the, the the draft from the back end of it up to those early rounds and seeing the values in those rounds where you can see then, like what a lot of people are going to do in their drafts is they're going to get to a point where they're like, oh, I don't really like any of these guys and here's a defense and that's when the defense is picked. If you put a little bit of forward thinking into it, if you use the tools on the website, uh, you know, the roster construction explorer and so on it'll help set you up with those rounds where the opportunities are there but when you're looking at taking these uh, defenses and where we can be taking them like there's a, there's a couple of sweet spots sean in terms of the the opportunities to get them on your roster it's a bit like we talk about with the uh, quarterback position as well we talk about where we're trying to slot them in but um you know usually usually uh, getting those in the the right areas is important as well you don't have to be the the first the first defense off the board to make this uh, strategy work. Exactly. And what we see, one of the other cool tools that you can use in concert with the Roster Construction Explorer is the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer. And you go to the Positional Heat Map feature, and you can see the win rate above or below average for all of the different slots in the entire draft, and you can break that down by position. So one of the things that we see is that historically there have been quite a few defenses that have gone in rounds 13 and 14, and that's too early. You lose a lot of excess win rate. If you do that, you want to wait into that 15th round range. And then then we get to the situation kind of where you talked about where it's like, do I have a, a player I have to have or can I go defense here? And if you can go defense, then you want to because there is this window, like you mentioned, between rounds 15 and round 23 Or if you select three defenses in that window, then your win rate jumps up to 10.5%. So once we get up above 10%, that's pretty huge for us when we're talking about being profitable as best ball drafters. And I think that the results here follow the logic, right, Colin? We know that defensive results vary wildly season to season. It's not very predictive of the next season. But at the same time, We still do want to get defenses from a couple of different categories. Either A, a team that has an excellent reality defense. Not all those defenses will be great the next year. You know, some of them will have injuries. Injuries can really take a defense apart in a hurry. But if you get defenses who are fantastic units, then you have a shot at them being really good again. That does help you. The second thing you want is to have defenses that are tied to explosive offenses so that you create a lot of garbage time opportunities for sacks, interceptions, that kind of thing. And... What we see is that if you do get three defenses you know, from this group, obviously they're not going to all be in the top 10. We don't want to be reaching into that very top range. But if you get three defenses from that group, you do very well. If you wait and you're taking the dregs, 
it's not as successful, right? So if you wait to take your first defense until after round 19 and then take your third defense in the last two rounds, which we suggested you can do that. I mean, there are a lot of defenses that are left. You know, some people are making absolutely no effort to get to the three defenses. So it's tempting to wait. But when you do, the win rate is not nearly as good. It drops down to 8.6% and basically gives back most of the value that you could find. So there's this tension between you know wanting to get your guys and thinking, okay, if I just take three defenses, I'll be fine, and actually getting the defenses you need, right? So I encourage people to not reach, to not feel like any individual defense is going to fix the problem for you. The other thing that you can see here is that you know those top defenses in and of themselves don't do it. You can't improve your win rate to a level that's successful just by taking two early ones. That still doesn't work, right? But there is this approach that is very consistently one for us and anytime that we see win rates that are well above average in year after year after year then we can feel confident that the results really are following the logic the logic holds up and we want to make sure that we kind of chase or at least follow that performance the other thing that's kind of interesting here we had talked on the show before about how if you follow the place kicking strategy so if you've read the place kicker lesson then you know that if you do the right thing with place kicker it's basically equivalent to having Derrick henry on your team so this guy who's been the nfl rushing leader by a wide margin over the last three years i wanted to give a little bit of a different example for the uh, defensive position and so i was looking at okay what happens if we combine the place kicker lesson with the defensive lesson then where are we from a win rate perspective and how would that compare to say just hitting on some kind of star so the sort of fun one listeners know that we're a huge fan of calvin ridley you know he's come in and over the last 20 years calvin ridley ranks number 10 overall in fantasy points over his first three receivers first three seasons in the nfl obviously that's the wide receiver position so you look at Calvin Ridley, you think about where he was drafted in those seasons and think to yourself, okay, well, Calvin Ridley's win rate has to be fantastic and it's quite good. But when we compare Ridley to this combined place kicker defense strategy, we see that in 2018, the PK plus defense, 12.5% win rate, Calvin Ridley, 12.4. So about the same there. 2019, kicker plus defense, a 12.8% win rate, Calvin Ridley down at 7.4. So we all know that Ridley was a little bit disappointing in his second season, certainly only because the expectations were so high, but he didn't quite hit them. But then he comes roaring back in 2020, one of the most valuable players in the entire league. 2020 combined kicker and defense, 12.5% win rate, Calvin Ridley at 12. And so if you join these leagues that have kickers and defenses, you use the techniques that have been successful year after year then you basically have a better guy than drafting calvin ridley one of the greatest young wide receivers in nfl history now you know is it going to happen exactly that way for you every season possibly not but you're going to have this huge advantage if you just make these simple decisions so again i encourage listeners to not think of defenses and kickers as boring think of them as the way that you really set the stage to win your league. 
Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to the community Discord, and e-learning. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all of that, we'll help get your show pushed to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you're wanting to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience acceptance into the program is limited so get your application in today to apply go to bwhustle.com forward slash join check out the description box in this episode for more information but that's bwhustle.com slash join sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Hey, Rotoviz radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021. And you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. So Sean, as we get into the second half of the show, we're going to look a little bit about a piece that Dave Cabin had up uh, over the last week on rotoviz.com. Um, and we looked through looking at the rookies uh, heading into this upcoming class. So his title is using regression tree analysis to understand wide receiver pro- profiles and the 2021 prospects. We're very excited about this class. Uh, I know, Sean, we do say that most years, um, but this one I think uh, has a huge, huge amount of potential as well. We're kind of getting, um, I don't know, we're getting kind of more than we probably deserve in terms of wide receiver prospects over the last uh, three or four years heading into the NFL. Keep us uh, excited for uh, our dynasty teams and uh, our fantasy rosters and our, our real-life rosters for the next uh, foreseeable future. But when we look into it, Sean, Dave's breaking it down into basically uh, regression trees and to see where players do fall from 
uh, when we look at kind of their, their overall scorings on some of the Rotoviz tools. Um, overall, Sean, just for the listeners um, who haven't yet read the piece and may not have looked into the, the different models on the website, do you want to give a little background into uh, what Dave has done here? Yeah, so he's basically using a regression tree going over the approximately 270 guys from his sample that he's taken out from the box score scout. So the box score scout, again, gives you all kinds of fantastic raw stats, advanced stats about uh, these wide receivers and the rest of the positions in the prospect universe there. And he's looking at a handful of metrics to see what has been the most valuable in terms of showing us the direction that these wide receivers are going to go, the number of points they're going to score in their first three seasons in the NFL. He says to look at it as a series of questions, right? So if a receiver does this, then, you know, what direction are they going to? What bucket did they end up in? How many points does that tell us that they're likely to score over that early time period in the NFL? And his analysis here is basically... It's interesting because it's breaking it down into where these receivers are going in the draft and how old they are, and then to a a slight extent below that, how productive they are. So one of the things that we talk about just constantly is that we know that where a player is drafted is going to make a huge difference. It almost completely determines their early career opportunity. You have to have that opportunity to score fantasy points. But beyond that, there are several key metrics that allow us to beat draft position. And that's what everybody is looking to do. We all know, and we're all starting from the same baseline, where we understand that it's going to be uh, really heavily based off of where the player goes in the draft. But then if you're looking at a couple players in the same range, or you're looking for somebody in that second or third round who's going to really jump up, then you want the guys with certain characteristics. Now, one of the things we've talked about a lot on the show and was a my feature for the first volume of the road of his rookie guide looked at breakout age and how that allows us to just crush draft position these guys with the early breakout ages tend to outperform players drafted a full round ahead of them you know that really is the whole deal in terms of annihilating your individual rookie draft dave mentions that if he had if he used breakout age it was going to take his sample and be too small for the guys he was looking at he thought that might give it a little bit better results even than it does but one of the things that does jump out here and is interesting is the even just looking at final age is really the the second decision after where the players are drafted and so we find that if you're drafted in the top 100 that makes a big difference in terms of the two splits how likely players are to score points early in their nfl careers then if you're drafted in the first round or not that makes a big difference in terms of the split and how players are likely to score in their early NFL years. But then beyond that, a final age of 21 gives us another big split where the younger players are much, much more productive. And that's interesting within the context of this draft because we do have one potential superstar. Now, there are a lot of other guys who could be very, very good, but the player everyone wants to be a star is Jamar Chase. And one of the reasons why... We like him, not just this fantastic production that has led to him being considered as a top 10 pick, possibly even a top five pick, but he's a young guy. And so he's the one player from this top group that falls into the best category that Dave has projected here for 15 points a game over the first three seasons. And that's because Chase comes in at younger than 21. The next three guys in the group 
who are generating the most interest are all over 21. So we have Devontae Smith, we have Jalen Waddle, those two Alabama players who really are quite a bit older than we would really prefer. And then Rashad Bateman is actually just over the threshold there. And so we might look at his situation with a slightly more uh, critical eye, knowing that that could go a little bit either way. Those players fall into this next bucket down in the 11 points per game range. And so, Colin, what we really have here is a couple of different tiers among the elite players and then the potential sleepers, really looking at the 15 point per game range, the 11 point per game range, and then dropping down into that 8-7 range where we might be a little bit more skeptical about the early impact from these prospects. Yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it, it does filter. And obviously, uh, for this one, um, Dave has used NFL mock draft database to you know get those expected positions where these players will go. So we can also see um, that shift as well, depending on how the NFL draft plays out and how the upcoming um, you know process plays out in general for for those NFL teams or where these prospects do land. Uh, it's interesting there, Sean, you mentioned uh, Waddle. Um, he's the, I think of all the players that have been asked in questions that have come in from listeners um, over the last um, couple of weeks, I think he's the one that uh, definitely comes up the most, uh, mostly positive, but uh, tends to be sometimes when we talk about him and we have positive comments about him, the comments that come in then don't be, don't be as positive, but um, it's going to be intriguing to see how it, it all falls together. The, you know, in terms of the, the website and what, what we do, um, a lot of the work obviously comes along with the visual side of things. I think uh, the visualization makes the breakdown much simpler um, than probably listening to it. Uh, as Sean did describe that perfectly um, for what it looks like, but I think even pulling it up on the site, having a look through um, the different points per game options that these players can fall into based on the, the regression tree um, makes it much easier to uh, digest that information as well, uh, reading through it. So I would highly recommend heading on over and looking at that. Uh, also, Dave is in you know the, the prospect uh, overall looks for these players um, as they as they head into the the entire process. So um, good work by Dave as always. Uh, highly recommend the listeners head on over and check that out, Sean. As we get ready to wrap up the the second show of the week, um, I would. Um, usually go into listener uh, recommendations at this point, but um, that's something that I'm making a call out for next week's show. Um, as I mentioned uh, on the first show of the week, I do have the internet added in here now to the, the new house, but it was uh, a lot more work than I would have uh, anticipated. Um, so it's been a, a crazy week uh, trying to get everything uh, set up and, and operating correctly. So we missed out again on the listener recommendations. My my slip up there but if you can uh, give us some suggestions I, I, I am still looking for some more uh, off-season podcast recommendations from the listeners i've got a few and i've been listening in over the last couple of weeks not ready to give my full reviews on those um, i had one suggestion in for uh, the u.s office uh, listen along um podcast that's come out recently um, i think i'm going to have to check that out over the, the coming week sean my question for you is uh, thank, thanks to the internet and uh, the quality of the connection now, there's certain shows that I can enjoy uh, and uh, HD and uh, 4K and so on. Uh, one of those that I, I dived into this past week was WandaVision. Uh, my question for you, as we have one episode in the series remaining coming out this coming Friday, um, have you watched WandaVision yet? I so I, I signed up for the package that includes ESPN Plus and and get some of those um, deep college basketball games, those deep college softball games, which uh, uh, just sort of a an odd 
that's not odd. It, just one of the specific sports along with the Tour de France that I am into in a, in a way that maybe it is surprising. <laughs> and so watch, watch quite a, a bit of that. And, you know, I had a chance to watch some of these Disney shows. I, I almost don't want to weigh in because I, I feel like my um, breakdown of the Mandalorian and WandaVision might not be positive enough for much of the audience. I have seen the first episode in the first uh, the couple of minutes of the second episode of WandaVision. And it, I'm interested to watch the rest because one of the things that people rave about and one of the things that I love in shows is the weirdness. And I think that the creativity involved is absolutely fantastic. I'll have to watch a little more to see if the other elements of the show come together in a way that's dynamic enough to really give a backbone to the weirdness. But I love what they're doing there. And, and clearly the two leads are fantastic. And uh, that was why I was going to ask you is um, I look at some of the listeners mightn't agree with this. They might love the show. They might not. There's one episode left, so I'm not going to give up at this point. Uh, after two episodes, uh, after where you're probably at that one and a half episode mark, I was very much ready to give up. But I had heard that it starts off a little bit weird. Um, so I, I stuck with it. Look, it, it's uh, it's not terrible, but it's uh, not great at the same time. So I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens with this uh, last one. So I think maybe, Sean, we're on the same page with it. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things that maybe the, the hype is more than the, the substance, but we'll see what we'll see what happens with uh, episode nine here. I just, I, I can't give up on it just with the last one, but something we have talked about on the show previously is Afterlife, and uh, I've seen over the weekend uh, that it has been renewed for a third season, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Obviously, we'll have to get through certain restrictions, I'm sure, for them to film it, but uh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the first two seasons, of that, so looking forward to the, the third season of that one. Yeah, and it uh, it's good to, to see that. One of the frustrating things, uh, I think that, uh, you know, Netflix has done such a bizarre job here in the last year of getting the things back that, that people want, renewing a bunch of shows and then canceling, which we understand a, a lot of that simply comes from the pandemic and the difficulty in filming the shows in that environment. And then if you can't do it right away, it can be difficult to keep some of the actors and actresses that you need in order to end the rest of the creative people with the show that you need to make the show work. But it is sad to have, you know, some of the, the fun, bizarre, um, creative and just different shows like uh, Queen Sono originally re- uh, renewed, then evidently canceled uh, a show like Teenage Bounty Hunters, which I think was more or less canceled right away, even though had a lot of creativity and humor involved in that you know a a weird show where a couple of of teenage ladies are doing some bounty hunting and and having a lot of other uh, bizarre adventures as well and then you have a show uh like the uh the the current starbuck space show renewed And, and i'm a huge starbuck fan she's absolutely fantastic she was one of the main reasons to watch Battlestar Galactica. She was even pretty good in the Longmire television show, which had some peaks and valleys of its own. Uh, but her current space show is not great. And yet somehow <laughs> it was renewed. So uh, Netflix doing some some weird things there. But uh, fortunately, there is content coming out and helping us get through uh, hopefully these last dark days before uh, everything gets very bright this summer and so i know all of us are are looking forward to that time period for a variety of reasons and glad that so many people have created so much great content to help us get through 
this portion until then. So uh, very optimistic about what 2021 has in store uh, for the world and certainly for fantasy football and the NFL. Uh, Looking forward to this summer, it should be uh, just one of the most fun times, I think, in a long time considering what we're coming out of. Yeah, we're all rooting for that. And uh, I can back you up on uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters. I actually really enjoyed that uh, show as well. So the one downside of uh, that part of the conversation, Sean, that you've gone through there is uh, maybe there's a possibility that Afterlife Tree <laughs> doesn't make it to the air. But let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope it, it does get there. But um, as always, for the listeners, you can get yourself a 10% discount of an NFL pass on rotaviz.com by using the code RVRADIO2021 or by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information do send us your suggestions for uh, any upcoming show topics you'd like to see discussed and of course you can leave us a written review on your favorite podcast app it is much much appreciated um, and uh, send them and we'll be uh, discussing some of those on some upcoming shows but until then when we're back uh, with another two shows next week uh, make sure you check out the shows from earlier this week if you haven't already done so my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over tomorrow my co-host is sean siegel until we're back with another one have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.